0: Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Livicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode brings insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're going to focus on checking resistance or conducting a drench test. Dealing with anthelmintic resistance is an issue on our sheep farms, and determining the efficacy of the products we use is a very necessary first step in adapting to this challenge. In this episode, I'm joined by Damien Costello, sheep specialist. It discusses why it's so important to check the products that we're using on farms. There may be resistance to
1: some or all of the, the products being used on the farm, and if we don't know what
0: products are working effectively, I suppose we're shooting in the dark somewhat. It's a bit of a difficult one, to answer. Um You mentioned resistance, so maybe just to clarify for those listening, what is resistance or what are we talking about here? Um, well resistance
1: can be defined as the ability of worms uh, to survive a dose that w- you'd normally expect to kill them the, the worms and it's important to remember that it's the it's the worms that uh, that, that that develop resistance really and look at it's a big a big challenge in sheep farms and I suppose the level of resistance to products varies very much from farm to farm
0: maybe just to tease that one a bit further uh, why is it such a threat well uh, Treating, I suppose, treating lambs with a product
1: that's not working effectively is, is firstly, a waste of time and money, um, and secondly, you can expect uh, poor lamb thrive as, as lambs are continuing to carry a heavy worm burden, burden despite uh, having been treated for stomach worms. So that it, it, if it hasn't worked, they're, they're still carrying that burden.
0: So lack of effective product and maybe the lack of understanding of what is working on the farm is an issue. I that really the focus has been determining what works or what's working on a particular farms so what's the best way to do this? I suppose put simply um,
1: you take a fecal sample uh, before dosing and after dosing with with the particular product you're using and based on the fecal egg count before and after this will give you an indication of how effectively the product worked um, it's what we do, what we call a drench test
0: so you you were actually checking. Is it doing what it's meant to do? Essentially, just maybe, maybe just for those tuning in, will you take us through the key steps involved in conducting a range test?
1: Okay, I suppose the first step, Kieran, is you would um, you would contact a, an approved laboratory that has the facilities to do these uh, fecal uh, examples. Um they provide sample kits to the to the farmer, so you're as well to get two kits um when you contact them because you need to take a a fecal sample before you dose and after you dose uh, and after that, I suppose it's a matter of uh, organizing your your dosing equipment and decide on what what product you're going to use uh, to dose the lambs and that, that that's the product you're testing
0: effectively so where if we have the kits. What do we do next?
1: Uh, okay, I, ideally, um, you've determined that uh, based on a, a recent fecal egg count that the lambs are approaching the, the a stage where they need a dose. So you're you're combining really this this uh, test with uh, a routine uh, dose that you're giving to lambs. So you collect all the lambs in the handling yard for dosing. Uh, But just before you start dosing, maybe you randomly select a group of 15 lambs um, and put them into a a clean pen. So you've you've swept out and washed out this pen um, and you put your random 15 lambs into it. Uh, So it's important that you you mark each lamb. You put a good permanent mark on them uh, so that you'll be able to identify these lambs uh, for the the post range sample as well um you lo- you allow them a little bit of time to, to defecate in the pen and then uh you take your first kit. um generally there's uh 10 uh, sample pots or jars uh so you take 10 separate uh, fresh dung samples from this uh from this pen where you have your 15 lambs so there's generally a little spoon in the container so um If you can take uh, 10 separate samples from 10 separate uh, dungs in the pen, uh, roughly the same amount from each sample, if you can, and uh, just uh, close up, your, place them in the containers and and seal up your containers.
0: So now you've got a representative measure of the parasite load that's in them lambs. What do you do next to them?
1: okay so you've taken your you've taken your sample before before you dose so now you go ahead and dose uh those 15 lambs uh, with the chosen product and you continue to dose all the lambs in the group uh really uh, a couple of important things maybe uh, as always just before you 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 do your your actual dosing and um, it's important that you calibrate your dosing equipment so that um, it's given the correct amount as per the manufacturer's uh, label uh, again, you dose to the heaviest lamb that's in the group um so you you maybe weigh the couple of heaviest lambs that's in there and, and dose accordingly and again, ensuring that you have correct dosing technique uh, that you know that you're you're placing the 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 drenching gun um over the lamb's tongue and towards towards the back of the tongue so that they're're uh, they're, they're swallowing the do- they're swallowing the dose in its entirety so the reason you're kind of taking these steps, I suppose is that um you know, it's, it's none of these issues that are causing the product not to work uh, that you, you're giving, that you're ensuring that you're, you're giving them the correct amount as, as per the manufacturer's label.
0: So You're you some of the potential errors and there are things that really should be put into practice, everything we dose. So we've exactly, collected the yeah. Sample, yeah. We've collected sample, we've dosed the lambs, um, getting that sample away to the lab is obviously the next step and it was important how you deal with that. Maybe you'll take us through that.
1: It is. um, It's important, I suppose, that you post it as as soon as possible after taking the sample so that the samples are fresh. There's probably, generally, there's some uh, small form to be included with it, the the relevant details to be included with the sample. Uh, So preferably, though, if you can post it on the day of sampling, and the aim should be to sample to take your samples maybe early in the week on a Monday or Tuesday so that um, your your dung samples aren't sitting in a post office over the weekend if you post them towards the end of the week. So, as I say, ideally, uh, they should be posted that day. Um, If for some reason uh, they cannot cannot be posted on that day, maybe they should be kept in a a, a fridge overnight, um, not in a freezer, and, and again, avoiding having them in direct sunlight. So, the idea of having them thrown in the dash, the, the dash of the jeep uh, for the day uh, with the warm sun on top of it um, is 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 not is is not desirable. So get them away as quick as you can, I suppose.
0: So you, you're reducing the potential risk of them hatching, and then you're going to get a more accurate count. And again, as you indicated, it's important. Well, exactly.
1: Yeah. If you if th- these are the type of things that that can cause a hatch, and and uh, as I say, in order to to get the the full benefit that you you want to get a, as accurate
0: a reading as you possibly can to take that second sample, Damien, I suppose it depends in some extent on what product we're using um, but we have a, there's a good guideline there for that too
1: that's right yeah it's 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 straightforward enough as I say um if you use a, a product um, from the, the the yellow drench group we'll say the the um your retest is seven days after the after the the, the initial dose. Um, if you're using uh, a white drench, a benzimidazole, or the macrocyclic lactones, which are the clear drenches, um, your retest is 14 days later. So it's, it's seven days for levamazels and for the other two groups, it's 14 days.
0: Okay, so we've gone through the process. We've dosed the lambs. we send sent off the first sample. we send sent off the second sample. The lab does its work. We get back a result. How do we interpret that information, Damien, when we get it back?
1: um again just to point out i suppose Kieran, the, the second sample i suppose the, the taking of the second sample is exactly the same procedure as the first um you 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 get your lambs in again and you must get in the the 15 lambs that you've marked uh the first time for the sample uh but to answer your question um so you've you've got the you've, you've got your initial count and you've got your um You've got your post drench count. So ideally, I suppose the, the the ideal scenario is that you've got a hundred percent results that uh, the, the the product has worked, uh, that that there has been a full kill of of, of all eggs that that were there. Um in terms of the actual test itself, if there's a re- if the reduction is ninety five percent or greater, uh, we deem the product to be working effectively. Uh, however, if it's less than 95% uh, r- reduction in the egg count from the, the first count to the second count, there is some level of of, of resistance there or, or the product is not f- fully working. So, for example, if you take the case where your pre-drenched uh, sample, say, it was 600 eggs per gramme, um, you take your your post range sample. You find it's it's down to 300 eggs per gram, and you've only got a 50% reduction. So, um, th- this product is not not working effectively, or this group of products are is not working effectively on your farm.
0: Well, so, at that stage, Damien, you're armed with information. At least you know what's working, by. Explain some of the reasons for poor performance during the season and why you're not getting the response you expect. Maybe taking that to the next step. Oftentimes we can get a result like that, knowing what to do with it or what steps to take. Any advice for farmers out there for that?
1: Yeah, look, what, that's the time really to to consult with your vet um, or your advisor uh, to, to give you assistance uh, in interpreting the results. Um, and probably discussing the steps to be taken from there. Really, um, is there further investigation required uh, to confirm that the, the the products are not actually working? Or you know, it, that, that's the time to to, to contact somebody uh, and don't be afraid to contact your your better advisor to to discuss the options.
0: You know, I think that's important. They're there to provide a service. We are all in this industry, and it's no harm to ask. I as suppose taking some of the guesswork out of it.
1: Well, absolutely, and again, look. What, I suppose the the advice really would be maybe to to start with the product that you you use most regularly on your farm, because uh, maybe the chances of, of of resistance are greater where there is maybe continuous use of of a product from a particular group. So, for example, if you if you say start with the if you if you've done the test, we'll say on the the, the whites, the benzimidazoles, maybe look at and you you've got your result. Then you should maybe look at doing the other groups, the levamisoles or the macrocyclic lactones. Um, doing that, at, at doing, doing one of those, maybe at the, the next time your, 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 your lambs are, are due for a dose, and maybe uh, building the full picture. I suppose that you know that you, you know your status. I suppose in relation to the three main, the three main groups of, of anthelmintics that are in use on, on farms in Ireland, really. Just to mention, maybe I suppose that uh, people. People will remember, we'll say, going back uh, four or five years ago from the time of, of, of STAP, the, the discussion group program. Um, it was one of the options that that farmers uh, took on at that time to do this drench test on on the different products. But, you know, even if you, even if, if you found at the time that you, you had no big issues with resistance, it's probably now as is, is, is good a time as any to, to maybe retest the different products on your farm. It, it should be done um, every couple of years, really, just to because uh, as I say, you may have had no issues uh, three or four years ago with resistance, but um, it builds over time, so the, 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 the thing may have changed uh, in the meantime.
0: Certainly, checking what's working is a key step in a more sustainable control program. Damien, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Karen, no problem at all. Determining how well or how effective a product is at treating stomach worms is a vital step in having an effective control plan in place for you on your farm. I will include a link to a flyer in the description. It outlines four of the key areas we need to focus on for the coming seasons to have a more sustainable control plan in place. And it also describes the key steps involved in conducting a drench test. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any other updates on the sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chugging Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us in this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.